0: Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help ags improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001.
1: And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998.
0: Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Rainy Knight, a Fighting Tech class of 1990, is the roofer girl. And if you have been to any baseball game, any football game, anything, you know who Rainy is. But she started out as an animal science major and then fell in love with the roofing industry. And the rest, as they say, is history, as Rainy has built a super strong team that has allowed her to win four consecutive Aggie 100 trophies.
1: So pass it back and listen up to Rainy as she shares some good both.
0: Well, Ags, welcome back. I am super stoked to have today's guest on the podcast. Rainy Rainy and I have known each other for probably three or four years, and I've just admired her from afar and just kind of seen a lot of grit and determination as she has really had an amazing company that has had tremendous growth over the last couple of years, winning four consecutive Aggie 100 nominations and being the fastest growing Aggie-owned company, and I think Rainy, before we were talking about, it, you said you're getting ready for number five, so we can't wait to celebrate number five with you. But thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Fantastic, glad to be here, guys.
0: Well, we are also blessed. We are in College Station. We live and work here, but we're no longer students. Rainy, your class of ninety, what do you miss about being a student at A and
2: Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword living here in town. My daddy says you're on campus more now than you were when you actually went to (laughs) school, (laughs) but in a different capacity. So I would say I loved being in Clayburg Lounge and just all the shenanigans and things that went on in that lounge with other students. And back then we didn't have internet or computers. So if you were in the marketing class at that time, you had to timestamp in the lounge, your trades on the market, and actually just being the irresponsible, let's go to the chicken instead of having to go to work days of being on campus.
1: Love it. Absolutely love it. And that's poultry science, isn't that right? That's that's your study in poultry science. I was actually
2: (laughs) animal science. Yeah, there was days that my dad and mom thought I was poultry science because we were at the chicken so much. uh, (laughs)
0: That's hilarious. I think that's that. So it's it's Kyle Field is the number one place where Aggies remember and number two is the chicken.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Love it. So one of my favorite things about Aggie Growth Hacks here is to find out what every entrepreneur's journey is. So why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into Aggie Land Roofing and CR Systems, and how did that even begin? How did it start, and why are you really passionate about it?
2: Absolutely. So about 28 years ago, I saw a product called Polyurethane Foam go down on a roof. And I was just mesmerized and became obsessed with the product. I tried to talk my dad into starting a roofing company for a couple of years. He finally said, I'm retiring, you start it. So we started CR System in 1996 and with wanting to do primarily polyurethane foam, which we do in the commercial division. It's actually what we do predominantly at Texas A&M and around the state. So, I fell in love with that product, the energy efficiency of it. Just thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. Since that time, we've really become building envelope specialists. So, if you have a small roof repair on your house or if your entire wall system has failed, we can rebuild, you know, exterior building envelope. And I continue to do it because I love, love, love the before and after of our business, Um, especially commercial, being able to show some of those people who don't see their roofs ever, be able to show them the before and after. And like at Reed Arena, we were told by all of the facility people there, this is the first time the roof hasn't leaked since we built the building. And I continue to do it because I love hearing that. I love when we can, you know, fill that gap for the customers and provide solutions that work for them.
0: Rainey, how did you go from animal science to construction? I mean, was your family in the construction field before? I mean, because that's a big jump.
2: So I did grow up in the construction industry and so had been exposed to quite a bit of it, you know, through growing up. And actually, my senior year, I had completed a drafting program in high school and thought I wanted to be an architect and then was like, I can't sit that long. There's no way I can be behind a desk for that long. (laughs) Went to animal science and then just found my way back to construction because of this one product. And I don't know that it's kind of like uh, drugs. I don't know that once you get into the construction industry, you can never get out.
0: Yeah. It, it just gets in your blood. I can sympathize and understand that. Well, you've obviously led a tremendous company and has, like we talked about, had one of the Aggie 100 winners for the last four years. Hopefully you're number five in a row. So you've had a lot of growth in the last five or six years. Is there something that you can really kind of point to that says this is the tipping point? This is something that really accelerated my growth and the growth of the company.
2: For sure. I can remember being so frustrated in 2013 and really went out and found a business coach, you know, thinking, you know, it's me and I'm I'm the stumbling block in this business growth. And she was like, you know, you're really poor at this invoicing and the computer side of it, the office side of it. Thank, thanks. <laughs> but um, at that time, I was trying to build, you know, wear so many hats and she was like, two things that just stand out is, number one, you need to do what you do best, which is sell and outsource the rest. And so I had a good person and I really brought him into a level of ownership in the company because his skill set is he can find talent where yep. it just amazes me. Not only can yep. he find the talent, but he knows how they'll work with one crew and not another crew. So, and that was Raul Ariano, and mm-hmm. we made him a, a portion of ownership because of his talent there. And that also took me out of the field where I didn't need to be. The next thing I did was get a CFO. And I remember telling the business coach, I can't afford that. And she said, You can't afford not to because you do this part of it poorly. And if you'll go Mm -hmm. do what you do best, you'll, you know, make it up right away. And that was the game changer. And he's tough on me. He required me to learn the numbers, but, you know, growth is good, but it can also be bad. And so he made me, you know, recognize. We got to control the growth and make sure that it's good growth and that we're living through it. Mm-hmm. So those were the two game changers for sure.
1: Interesting.
0: Wow. That, yeah. Love it.
1: Yeah, absolutely love that. I mean, and especially that controlling the growth part. And the other part it, to me is, is that over and over and over again, we've heard from other entrepreneurs getting the right people in the organization was a complete game changer. So that's really super interesting to hear that again, you know? So tell me real quick, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing right now? And how are you overcoming and hacking that challenge?
2: So right now, material shortages are the biggest struggle ever. We were recently received a car dealership contract at the end of November we ordered materials the 1st of December, and they told us they should be here in next November of 2022. <gasps> wow. And so Whoa. because we have a CFO that has, is kind of the voice of doom, you know, always doomsday talk and making sure that we were financially stable, we were able to fill our warehouse. We cranked it in and kind of looked forward and said, you know what, we're not going to get stuck You know, being without materials for our guys to put down. And so it's a little overwhelming sometimes to walk out there in the warehouse and go, wow, we've got a lot of inventory in here, but we're able to work when other people can't right now. And uh, it's keeping us afloat.
0: That, that's, I mean, Chris, I was thinking about our conversation earlier in this season with Justin with the specialty utility, and he said the same exact thing. It, it mm-hmm. took a lot of courage to be able to pull the trigger on buying that inventory, yeah. but when you saw the opportunity to be able to say, how can I make sure that my guys and girls are actively engaged and we're helping our clients, then that's that's going to set your reputation up so much. But that that probably h- how long was that conversation of Hey, are we going to buy this, or no, we don't need to buy it. Find other suppliers. H- how long did that take, or was it a real quick? Yes, let's do it and pull the trigger.
2: No, no, it was you know a substantial amount of money, and you know we are still coming off of COVID for you know a lot of the world, and you know it took you know I was like. I think we need to do this. I think we need to do this. And they were still looking at me like, Oosh, ooh, we may be stepping way too far out there, but they supported me in my decision. And of course, they remind me it's out there all the time. And I remind them too, we're working and we just did a project oh. yesterday. Everybody else could do the project in six months and we can do it in the next 21 days.
0: Mm-hmm. So is your bottleneck now your cruise? Versus inventory supplies?
2: That's absolutely correct. And weather.
0: And weather. And as we're recording this, it's 33 degrees.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not a great week for roofing, but hey, we're getting there. The spring is coming
0: that's right well Randy kind of looking forward as we are coming out of covid is there anything that in your specialty part of the construction industry that you see like some technology changes or you know some things that that are shifting within the market that you really are having to adapt to to change and how are you going to capitalize on that
2: so the two biggest things are the material shortages and not so much technology because we've kind of changed all that we can as far as technology goes with our equipment. There was a few changes a year back or so, and we have all of the latest and greatest equipment with the most technological advances. But the material shortages and traditional commercial roofing are just not there. The great roofers that I have that are great friends, they are seeing they just can't keep their guys working. And we're seeing many, many companies fold because of it. They just don't have the cash to continue on and we're able to keep all of our guys and keep them working and cost us a little bit extra, you know, uh, because we had to buy in early and not really know where we were going to get to allocate those to which jobs, but it's really paying off now. That's awesome.
1: And it seems like if you positioned yourself, and this is exactly what happened with Justin, does that position you then to take over market share? And I know you're in the Aggieland area, you know, here at Bright College Station, but is is that positioning yourself for the future here and getting your company more market share, really, as other companies fold?
2: Well, and we do a tremendous amount of our commercial work and you know, Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio. Right now we have a huge project going on in San Antonio and, hmm. you know, as others go out, we are able to pick up some of those key talents, you know, and add to our wheelhouse, which is, you know, gonna be epic. <clears throat> because they'll they will expand the market share for us.
1: Yeah. Totally love that. So along those lines, one of the things that we talk about on every episode here is our big, hairy, audacious goal, you know, your your five to 10 year moonshot. What's your big, hairy, audacious goal or your BHAG?
2: My big goal is to get our residential division as well greased as our commercial division. It's able to just almost muscle memory on everything just because the crews have been there so long. The systems have been there so long. It's very easy muscle memory. That's my goal to get our residential, which has been a challenge just because traditionally everyone uses subs for their residential.
0: During construction or?
2: For construction of residential. We have just been so inundated because of the three hailstorms in the last five years. We have taken on our own crews to try to improve quality, and it's been somewhat of a nightmare, you know, just getting those systems in place and then saying, okay, this system doesn't work, let's restart, you know, add, subtract, you know, whatever we have to do to make that system work. Finally getting there, but last year we started, October is our Breast Awareness Month, and so we do a donation with our Pink Alliance here Local group and Mm -hmm. we were able to give them a nice chunk but my goal is to tenfold that this year in the month of october with our residential group
0: that that's so awesome
2: it's going to take a well oil machine to make it happen but and then uh, a lot of support from the community but i think that we can do that this this october
0: well rainy what specifically when you talk about the systems just it's not as smooth on the residential as it is on the commercial is it just because residential has so many more variables i mean from pitch and the type of roofing and everything i mean this is showing my ignorance but i think that most commercial it's relatively the same i mean but it's not it's not these funky roof lines that you see in some houses and stuff is is that what makes it so hard
2: a couple of things so the first thing is is Roofing somebody's home is very emotional. There's flower beds, there's swimming pools, and you're just so involved in it because it's in your yard. It's like I always tell people it's like setting a bomb off. It's a disaster. There's trash everywhere, there's nails everywhere. And then it'll be cleaned up and it'll be fine and it's beautiful. But you do have to go through the war first. <laughs> With our hailstorms, It's been so many different things because it's not just the roof, it's the gutters, it's the screens, it's the siding. And then it's because, okay, we're already doing the roof. Well, we need to paint this now before the gutters can go back. But you do the roof, and then the gutters have to wait for a month, and then their flower beds get destroyed. You know, it's just so emotional because of all of those things and the interruptions. The other thing is, there's no gutter materials unless you want white or black, and, you know, but if you want the bronze or almond, it's okay, now we can get the gutter materials but we can't get the elbows that go with it. Oh, and yeah. so uh, it's delays and you know, where we like, we can go do the roof, amazing. But now we can't find the siding. And so it's just taking some processes to manage all of the different components.
0: That's, I can just, as you're talking through that, that just sounds so complex. And then, like you said, having to communicate that to the customer, to the client to realize like, okay, we're going to get your roof fixed and it's going to take a week, 10 days, however long it is, but your home, the the war zone, it's some form of fashion is going to exist for a couple months. And it's just because we can't get it. It's not that we, we don't appreciate you or we don't want to serve you. I just can't get your gutters.
2: Right. Or we mm-hmm. ordered their windows and they're on hold for, you know, three months oh. and you're like, there's just, wow. you know, our hands are tied and it's like, trying to have enough people in the office to communicate with them on a weekly basis. So you still are in our thoughts. You know, we haven't forgotten you. We're just, we're waiting. We're waiting. And, you know, it's hard to keep up. It's hard. Um, We ordered a washing machine and dryer that ours had gone out. And I continue to tell our office group, those people I've never heard from. Wow. Never. Never. It was expensive, you know, and it's like, I don't want to be that company and it's, but it's hard to keep touching on everyone to let them know. We think we found your sighting. We've ordered a sample to make sure it'll match. And now, you know, it should be here in a couple of weeks. And then they're telling us it's 11 weeks out for production. Well, you don't want to just forget about that customer for 11 weeks, but it's a management process to keep them in the queue to keep touching on them and contacting
0: them. Yeah. And, and just a quick, probably two or three minute phone conversation every week. It goes so far in saying, look, I, I know it's not your fault, but at least I know that you're working for me, fighting for me. Well, rain, let's pause right here for a second and hear a message from this episode's sponsor. And we're back. Okay, we're gonna roll into the lightning round and the only rule that we've got is answering these questions in 30 seconds or less. So Rainey, we're Aggie Growth Hacks. What is your personal favorite hack, whether it be in your personal life, in your business life, technology hack, what is it that you can teach us?
2: First thing in the morning, spend some time with yourself, gathering yourself, reading, and just preparing for your day.
1: I love that. And we've heard that a lot. So love that hack. Okay, next question. What is the favorite advice that you've ever been given and bonus points if you'd let us know, how did you apply it?
2: So One of my friends in construction who was much older mentored me and he said, don't ever take a job when you really need a job without sleeping on it. Cause he said, you probably forgot something. And that's, I did it. I did it first year after he told me not to and we had left something and it ends up costing you money. So now if we're slow on jobs, you know, and something comes available, I want to really analyze it before we say, yes, we can do that.
0: That pause is probably one of the most difficult things to do when you're anxious for that job. Rainy, what's your superpower?
2: My team. They make me look like Wonder Woman every time.
1: All right, Rainey, what gets you out of bed and excited about your business?
2: I love this industry. We have so much fun and the change that we provide to the clients, the before and after. But also, it's just so interesting to see what people do in buildings and to meet the homeowners, You know what they do. And then we just have a lot of fun in our office you never know we have windows where we can see into the hall and everybody can see each other and you never know who's going to break out into dance and you know take sometimes what gets very serious yesterday was bid day and it's very very serious and dry and then after it's turned in somebody's going to break out into song or dance and uh, we have a lot of fun
0: And let's back up a second because you have an absolutely amazing, a beautiful building that you built yourself and moved in within the last year. So during COVID, during the pandemic and, and had a place to be able to put all that inventory. Just curious, you know, what was the building process for you? I mean, you're doing everything for you. That's different than going in and helping a customer.
2: Oh, it was a blast. There was nights that just to, because I was just so proud, so excited to have it that I would tell the guy, get off the roller and let me roll. Let me drive this big piece of machinery for a little while and just being a part of every every part of it. That was the bad thing about having the CFO is he was like, you know, you're over budget, right? And I'm like, a little bit, a little bit, but here's the same thing. <laughs> And you know, they're only gonna do this once, right? And this is so an
0: investment.
2: We wanna do it right.
0: <laughs> the, the- that is right. Well, it's, it's a beautiful, I was joyfully able to be there for your ribbon cutting. It's just absolutely amazing, beautiful building. So Rainey, how can Aggie Growth Hacks listeners get in touch with the roofer girl, which by the way, is an amazing marketing employer, or just a, a moniker, but how can we get in touch with you? How can we support you? How can we help you?
2: You can get in touch with us at roofergirl.com we are out and about. We just love the opportunity to look at anything. Even if um, we've had several people because of all the hailstorm, just call and ask for insurance advice. We're trying to get licensing done and for roofing in Texas. And if they just have questions about something that they've already had done, we just like hearing from you and being able to help some of these clients out.
1: Well, Rainy, thank you so much for your generosity and coming on the Aggie Growth Hack podcast and sharing everything that you have today. You've dropped some major value bombs here. And just thank you so much for coming out and sharing your time with us.
2: Well, thank y'all so much for having me. It's such an honor to be able to be asked on this. And I appreciate being able to share some of the advice that I was given you know, years ago that, that not only was given, but it implemented and it worked. And so I'm pleased to be able to share some of that.
1: Well, how about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? Rainy shared some super powerful hacks with us. What was your favorite one, Greg?
0: Well, I don't know if it was as much of a hack, but I've known Rainy for a couple of years and her team that she has built is super amazing. And and I love how she said that that was her superpower. It wasn't something that that she did, but she realized that in order for her to grow, in order for her to reach her business goals, what she wanted to do, she had to bring a team and create that team that allowed her to do that. And she did that. No, know that you caught it, but her partial owner, Raul, who is an amazing guy. I actually met him before I met Rainey. And when I was talking to him about the business, he said, it's all about the team. It's all about building. It's all about motivating. It's all about knowing who works together well, who communicates better. And the fact that they have consistently made that part of their DNA has allowed them to actually grow and win and be an Aggie 100 winner for the last four years, but also to be able to say, look, this has got to be one of the biggest roofing companies in Texas and it's it's because Rainey said I'm gonna build a team so what about you?
1: I 100% agree with that and that's one thing that we've heard over and over and over and over again is having the right team having the right people in the right seats so this is kind of, is kind of related I loved it and I wrote it down when she said this do what you do best and outsource the rest right that yep. was her her advice given to her by her her business coach and you know when she told her she was horrible at invoicing that's a it, harsh it, it, business but, coach man I know wow. <laughs> but, but sometimes we ha- as entrepreneurs if we if we hire a coach we have actually got to take that coach's advice right and that's right. if they tell us you suck at something I'm sorry you got to suck it up and, and say okay yes you're you're right on that you know because they're looking from an outsider's standpoint there I think mm-hmm. but for her to hire her CFO for her to hire her, her operations manager you know th- those are are, those are two really key things that really propelled their organization. And and I think that's just that's just pretty awesome, you know. And I think that we as entrepreneurs can learn from that all the way around.
0: Well, Ags, that's going to do it for another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you check out Rainy at theroofagirl.com. She's all over all the social medias. And like I said, she is such a strong supporter of A&M and Aggie Athletics that you'll be able to see her anytime you're at the next Kyle Field football game or Olsen Field baseball game. Well... As you're on the web, we hope that Chris and I, that you connect with us and you connect with Aggie Growth Hacks. Be sure to check out our Facebook group where we can continue this conversation and also check out aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can listen to previous episodes and check out some of our other amazing content.
1: Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies over at Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFarren Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head over to their website now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin. So join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hacked their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter.
0: And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and giggle.
1: Whoop.